This is Peter Rosenberger, and one of the reasons I wrote my new book, A Minute for Caregivers, is because I remember the sinking, despairing feeling of struggling as a caregiver. No one knew what to say to me. I didn't understand, and others didn't understand me. For decades, I foraged along and tried to find my path through this medical nightmare that Gracie and I have endured for nearly 40 years. And I've learned to speak the language of caregivers. I speak fluent caregiver. No pastor, no counselor, no medical provider, no friend should ever throw their hands up and say, I don't know what to say to that caregiver. Because I do. Give them a copy of this book. It's called A Minute for Caregivers When Every Day Feels Like Monday. They're easy to read, one-minute chapters that speak directly to the heart of a caregiver, and you can get them wherever books are sold. A Minute for Caregivers When Every Day feels like Monday. Friends don't let friends caregive alone. Welcome to Hope for the Caregiver on American Family Radio. This is the nation's number one show for family caregivers. We are. We we have the largest broadcast for the family caregiver in the country. And why shouldn't we? Why shouldn't we as believers be out in front of this issue that's affecting so many people? Think about how many people you know who are caring for an aging loved one or a child with special needs. Somebody who's had some type of traumatic event. Maybe that's where you are today. Maybe you've got an alcoholic in your family or some type of addict, or you know someone that does. Think about all these people. And why shouldn't believers be out in front of this? And we are. And we're glad you're with us. Thanks to American Family Radio for believing in this message and what we're trying to accomplish here by strengthening family caregivers. We want you to know as a family caregiver, that you can live a calmer, healthier, and dare I say it, a more joyful life. If you want to learn more, by the way, it's hopeforthecaregiver.com, hopeforthecaregiver.com. And this is our uh, special Christmas show. We wanted to finish up on a series we started last week. And right here, just before Christmas, we want to give you a few more things that you can give to yourself as a caregiver. This Christmas, you don't have to... Uh, do something extravagant, but these are important things for you as a caregiver. And last week we talked about the first four, which were committing to seeing a physician for yourself. I, I know as caregivers, we all see physicians all the time, but we want to see them for ourselves. And and that's very important for us physically and every other area, because if we're not in good shape, how is this going to help our loved one? Now, I've been a caregiver now for over 33 years. My wife has had massive amounts of trauma that she's had to deal with as a result of a car wreck she had back in 83. Well over 100 physicians have treated her. But now, do I see my doctor regularly? And that's something I had to learn to do. And I had to go and check and make sure that my blood pressure is okay, my sugar levels are okay, my cholesterol is okay, that my weight is okay. And you know what? There have been many times during this process where it hasn't been. And, and the stress on us as caregivers is real. So that's number one. Commit to seeing your physician. 70% of caregivers don't. And there are a lot of numbers out there being thrown about how many caregivers are in the country. Some say, say it's 42 million. Some say it's 65 million. All I know is there are so many people doing this. And if 70% of them don't see their own doctor, how can that be a good thing? Is that where you are? And, and you may say, okay, Peter, I can't go. I can't go. I can't leave my loved one to go to the doctor. Okay. So everybody that's not a caregiver right now, just hang, this is for you. For those caregivers, just, just stand aside for just a second. For the non-caregivers, maybe your Sunday school class, maybe your church, maybe your large extended family can pitch in and say, you know what? We want to sit with that loved one while the caregiver goes to the doctor. And maybe they need skilled care. You know, there are services that provide that sort of thing. 
Maybe you just pass the hat in your Sunday school class or in your civic group or something and say, you know what? We want to do something here. It's not going to cost you more than a couple hundred bucks tops to have skilled care come in for four hours or even eight hours. And these are things you can do for a caregiver that have lasting impact to make sure that they're getting the proper medical care they need. All right. These are all easy things to do. You just got to see the need and you got to meet the need. All right. That's number one, though. So is, is committing to seeing your doctor as a caregiver. Second thing is, and this is just a review, then we'll get into the new ones for the rest of the show. Second thing is commit to doing something that brings joy to your heart. What do you do? What do you enjoy doing? What does something for you? What stirs your heart? And, it, and I don't mean you have to go out and do something exotic, okay? Maybe it's just a really good movie. Maybe it's, it's something that you want to do over Christmas that, that you've always found and you've got fond memories of doing it as a child. You know, we have a, a family movie we like to watch. It's the, uh, the Christmas Carol, which everybody's watched that. But the one we like is the one with Albert Finney. And it was a musical, and it was so well done. And I enjoy that. You know, I'm, I'm a pianist. I like to sit there and play the piano and just kind of work out the kinks of my soul. Talked to a caregiver last week, called in, and, and she's a painter. She just lost her son. She'd been taking care of him for 40 years. And he, he was a quadriplegic, and then he ended up dying of cancer. And she hasn't found the time to paint very much over the years. But now she's going to try to re-engage that part of her. How about you? What do you like? Knitting. Working jigsaw puzzles. It, it, Sudoku. <laughs> Whatever. What, a crossword puzzle. It doesn't matter. Whatever just really engages you on a heart level that you just find enjoyment doing. Can you do that one thing for yourself during the Christmas time? Okay? Don't, don't slight yourself on that. And, 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 you know, maybe, it, maybe it's, a, it's a special dish that you like to have at Christmas dinner. You know, my sister's coming to be with us for Christmas dinner. We're way out in Montana. She's coming all the way from South Carolina where we were all raised. And normally for Christmas dinner, of course, people will have turkey and some people have goose and everything else. Out in Montana, though, we made it a tradition to do, you know, steaks for Christmas. But my sister... Uh, she wants to, uh, she wants to cook shrimp and grits. Well, now for those of you in the South, that's, that's, you know, ambrosia. <laughs> we, we, we get it. We love shrimp and grits. Um, not so much out here as much people don't, you know, they kind of raise their eyebrow, but you know what? That's meaningful. And my sister's a caregiver as well. And these are, these are wonderful things to do that just bring joy to sit around the table and do something. You don't have to have a curry or knives Christmas. You can have a shrimp and grits uh, Christmas. So that's what we're going to do. So find something that you can do. All right. And the third thing is where it gets a little bit dicey. Would you make a list right down, just, with, just jot it down on a piece of paper, all the people that you hold resentment towards and grudges towards? Could be a doctor or nurses multiple doctors could be an employer or co-workers family and friends who you feel like probably should have helped more your pastor whoever yourself your loved one make a list of all the, those individuals read it slowly read it slowly and then forgive them let it go and then burn the list now let me explain something about forgiveness we, we water forgiveness down sometimes and, and we'll say things like, well, it's okay. No, it's not okay. The infractions are real. The offenses are real. But the ability you have to exact justice on those offenses is limited. You just cannot go around and punish people for the things that you think they've done to you or maybe they have done to you. You can't. You don't have to fellowship with them. You don't have to hang around them. You can keep boundaries, but you don't have to keep the grudges. You can learn to just live comfortably in your own space with it. Give them a lot of space themselves, but you don't have to hold on to that resentment. How, how is that a good thing for you? 
What is that doing for you? You know, as caregivers, one of the goals that we have is to stand at a grave one day. I know that sounds kind of grim here at Christmas time, but that's the reality. We don't want our loved ones living without us. We can't guarantee that we will, but we can live our lives as if we will with proper health care and taking care of ourselves and all those kinds of things. But we don't want to be standing at that grave with resentment, with our fist clenched with resentment, mad at ourselves or anybody else. You can't push a wheelchair with clenched fist. As a pianist, I can tell you, you can't play a piano with clenched fist, or at least not very well. So how about it? Can we let go of some of those things? Write that list down of all the ones you resent. Forgive them. Take your hands off of their throat. Let God deal with them. And you live your life peacefully. We've got one more to go, then we'll get to our new ones. This is Hope for the Caregiver. This is Peter Rosenberger. Hopeforthecaregiver.com. We'll be right back. You'll have to forgive me, but I just love listening to my wife sing. I really do. That's my wife, Gracie, singing Keith Green's I Want to Be More Like Jesus. I Want to Be Like Jesus. How about that? Uh, if you want to hear Gracie's CD, by the way, HopeForTheCaregiver.com. HopeForTheCaregiver.com. Her new CD is out, and you can go out there today and take a look and listen to some of those things. It's a wonderful record, and uh, she's the real deal. And you can't believe that what she can do as a singer, and, and you think about her story, what she's been through, how many times she's been intubated. And we were worried sometimes that she wouldn't be able to sing again. I mean, they've had to go down with tubes down her throat to resuscitate her and all kinds of stuff, and she can really do it. This is Peter Rosenberger. This is Hope for the Caregiver, hopeforthecaregiver.com. And if you click on her the picture of her record, you'll take you to the presenting sponsor of the show, Standing with Hope. And for any tax-deductible gift to Standing with Hope, any of the year donation, uh, we'll send you a copy of her CD. HopeForTheCaregiver.com, and the CD is called Resilient, and she is. All right, we're talking about eight great Christmas presents for caregivers to give to themselves. Eight great Christmas presents for caregivers to give to themselves. First one is seeing a doctor. Second one is committing to do something brings joy to your heart. The third one is make a list of the people you resent and forgive them, and then burn the list. Lose the grudges, keep the boundaries. And let me go back to this thing about forgiveness. A lot of people really mistake that. They, they kind of make it sentimental, like, Okay, well, it's okay. It's okay. No, no, no. It hurts, and it's real, and it matters. But I don't have the power to go around and uh, adequately adjudicate all this. Okay? I'm not God. I can't bring justice to these things. And I'm going to have to release certain things to to God and to the authorities he sets here in this earth. And I'm going to take my hands off of someone else's throat. Because that's what we're doing when we forgive. It's It's a decision of our will. We're going to let it go. Okay? As a pianist, I cannot make beautiful music until I open my hands. I cannot do this with clenched fist. I can't push my wife's wheelchair with clenched fist. Okay? And as a caregiver, neither can you. Let it go. Doesn't mean it doesn't matter. It just means that you're not in charge of it. And let God deal with it. Now, that doesn't mean you have to go back and be buddy-buddy with these people. You can keep the boundaries, and I recommend you do. But lose the grudges. Okay, and then the fourth thing is, this is what we all covered last week. Make one small change in your diet. For instance, substitute water for a sugary drink. Grab a piece of fruit instead of a candy bar, a salad for a burger, olive oil for butter. You know, little things like that. You don't have to make these massive changes because I don't think it works that way for us. We didn't get here overnight. We didn't get we're not going to get out of it overnight. But we can make one small change today. Just something simple. And then affirm yourself when you do it, okay? Go ahead and give yourself an attaboy on that or girl on that and say, you know what? I did a good thing. You know, I, I did that this morning. I grabbed some water, put a little lemon in it, 
You know, I mean, I'm not ch- changing the world with it. I'm just doing a simple thing. But you you do these simple things enough, and all of a sudden, they turn into major things. So those are the four we covered last week. Now, it's important for you as a caregiver to to recognize yourself year-round. And here at Christmas times, we really get lost. You know, one of the things you'll hear me say on this show a lot is that we lose our identity as caregivers. We just simply get lost in someone else's story. And at Christmas time, we're trying so hard to make it special for someone else. We think this is mom's last time, or, you know, we're trying to recreate the joy of Christmas past, and we, we become slaves to nostalgia. We don't have to do that. We can enjoy Christmas as it is today, even in the hospital room, okay, even at the funeral home. You can. It's not easy, and it will have pain, and you will have sorrow, and you will have tears. But they don't have to be tears of rage and tears of despair, okay? Weeping endureth for the night, Scripture says. Joy comes in the morning. We're going to weep. All creation is groaning. On these things, we're going to weep. But my goal for myself and for you as a caregiver is that we don't weep out of a sense of hopelessness. As Paul says, we don't grieve as those who have no hope. You see, God is going to work through all of these things and bring glory to Himself in ways that we can't even imagine. And He's going to make all things new. Not all new things, all things new. And we wait for that. And we trust him with it. Now, how do we know we can trust him? And that's where the cross comes in. That's how we know. And the longer we walk with him, the more we see how broken this world is and how big God is, the more we understand how important the cross is. The, the greater we see the brokenness of all that's going on around us, the more it, it seems like the more the bigger the fracture is between God and a good and loving God and this broken world. But then the cross just keeps growing and growing and growing to span that so that we hang on to Christ as we walk through these terrible things. The valley of the shadow of death can be a very long valley at times. A very long valley. And those of you walking with someone with chronic impairments, you really get that. And it is a hard thing to watch someone suffer. It's a hard thing to watch someone decline. And so in those moments, that's when we realize and we can can trust that his scarred hand is holding on to our scared hand. Okay? Hang tough on that. All right, let's get to the the next. uh, We'll go through the next four throughout the rest of the show. Uh, This is one of my favorites. Send a Christmas card to yourself. Pick out a card your loved one would get for you if they were healthy, in a healthy physical place that they could actually get to the store and do it, or a healthy emotional place or mental place. Maybe they're not there anymore. Maybe they don't even hardly know your name anymore. Or maybe their disease has made them so bitter. Or maybe addiction has taken over them and they're just, they're just lost. But if they were healthy, what would they say to you? Pick out that card. Send it to yourself. Address it. Mail it to yourself. And put a $10 bill in it for you. Why not? That's not pitiful. That's affirming. And that's honoring. For those of you in a, in a marriage relationship where your partner is, is incapacitated, maybe your husband has Alzheimer's and he's just, he, he doesn't know who, who you are anymore or what's going on. Maybe your wife has dementia. You can honor that love by picking out a card that they would have gotten for you had, you, had they been healthy. Okay. And, and read, it, read it slowly. There's some wonderful things out there. Preferably get one that's a, a Christian card because it'll incorporate parts of Scripture. And, you know, the Word never returns void. And if you're mailing the Word to yourself, what is that going to do for you when you open that up? Plus, if you've got a $10 bill on it, 
you know, you can treat yourself to something. Okay? I know that may sound kind of whatever. Try it. You know, try it. Why not? All right, so that's uh, number five. Number six, do something physical. Do something physical. Walk to the back of the house and back. Okay? If you can't get out of the house very easily, then just walk around the house. Walk around the yard. Walk down the street. Do something physical. Get up. Move. You know, I read a story about Alan Alda, who has Parkinson's. And he plays John Philip Sousa music all uh, really loud in the house, and he marches around to it. And it, it inspires him to pick his knees up so that he will you know, you know, keep that blood going and, and, and improve his balance and dexterity. That's the whole point of Parkinson's is, is you've got to, the way you fight back at it is to keep your balance. Parkinson's won't kill you in that sense. But what it does is it compromises your ability to be balanced and you'll fall. And the falls, what the complications from the falls, what causes so many problems. And so I had a, um, a friend of mine, I do martial arts and uh, we tested for our black belt together. He was a good bit older than me, but he he hung through it, and he did it, and he had Parkinson's at 70 years old, and he did it, and he would fall. But one of the things we teach in the art I train in is how to fall without injuring yourself. And um, he, But he got out there, and he pushed himself, and he would flip me, and I would flip him. And, and it was it was really inspiring to see. And that's how I took care of myself with it and do things for me is, is martial arts. I, I, I embraced it and loved it. And and uh, I've got to find a dojon out where I am here because I'm a long ways from it. I can't go out and throw an elk or a deer out here. It's a little bit harder to do. I mean, I, we're, we're, we live in southwest Montana now. We moved from Nashville, Tennessee. So we're a long ways from anything. Um, our county doesn't even have a traffic light in it. So... So I've got to find a place where I can resume my training because I really miss it. I, I fell on the snow uh, just a couple of days ago, and I was in a hurry, and I was wearing shoes outside that I should not have been wearing. And I just went, my legs just flew out from underneath me, and I fell, and I landed on my on the meat of my left shoulder, which we're trained to do in martial arts. You don't put your hand down to stop it because that's a good way to break your hand. And uh, it, it hurt, but I wasn't injured. Uh, I was feeling my my years on it, um, and my pride was hurt a little bit. But it was, um, but I caught myself properly and and was able to, you know, take the worst of it the right way. But that's how I learned how to just kind of push back against things. I mean, we we can um, we can get kind of chunky uh, as caregivers. I see uh, it's one of the landmines in my book: seven caregiver landmines is ex- uh, excessive weight gain. And and I I see so many caregivers struggling with this. I struggle with this. I mean, I got big. I mean, I got so big, my picture fell off the wall. I mean, I, I got big. <laughs> I, I broke my family tree. You know, and, and, and that's heartbreaking for us as, as caregivers when, when our own weight becomes a real issue. But they call it comfort food for a reason, you know? And, and so... If we can do something physical to push back on that, it's going to help us all the way around. So get up and walk. Uh, pick up you know, yourself off the couch or off the chair. I know you're tired. I know you're tired. But if you can just lift those knees a little bit higher, hopeforthecaregiver.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Hope for the Caregiver on American Family Radio. We are the nation's number one show for the family caregiver. We're glad you're with us. Hopeforthecaregiver.com. And I hope you're listening um, either on your radio or on your AFR app. If you haven't downloaded that yet, this is a good time to do it. AFR app. It's, it's free and it's easy to use. And there's so many great programs on this network for you. The entire network is designed to keep putting good stuff into you. 
I, I don't think you realize, maybe some of you do regular listeners, but those of you who are not regular listeners to AFR, I don't think you realize how much maybe these people are doing to help protect you and build you up. They are pushing back and they are waging against the cultural rot in this country and around the world while simultaneously working hard to feed believers and, 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 and reach non-believers with the gospel. And so uh, if you haven't gotten the, uh, the app on your tablet or your phone, device, whatever, go get it. It's free. And, and you can stream these shows. You can, you, there's so many things out there, so many resources. So, and I'm glad that AFR and the American Family Association has taken this show to heart. And they, they see value in this. You know, family is the middle name of the American Family Association. It's designed for the family. And this show was for the family caregiver. And there are so many of us out there who are struggling, who are just pulling our hair out, who are hanging our heads with weariness, who are just at our wits end while dealing with someone who has a chronic impairment. You know, maybe it's a traumatic brain injury. You know, those, those are not necessarily terminal things, but it affects the personality of the individual. And it's so hard on the family to watch this and to watch what happens with Alzheimer's when, when, when a loved one starts having sundowners and the face and the voice that you've loved for a lifetime all of a sudden is cursing at you. How do you deal with this? And particularly this time of year, this is a hard time of year for caregivers. We get lost in the, the, the hustle and bustle of the season, and we're trying to make it special for someone else. Do we have any room for, for Christmas in our own hearts? And I say yes, and that's what this is all about. I am Peter Rosenberger, and I am glad that you're with us. Hopeforthecaregiver.com. In the next segment, I'm going to play a special song from Gracie, just a Christmas song that we're going to end with that I think you'll love. It's available at our website and all over the place. And I uh, would love for you to go out and, and get it and stream it out on Amazon or whatever you want. Uh, it's uh, it's available out there. And um, my wife is a, is a no-kidding singer, and her new CD is out. It's called Resilient. And you can go to hopeforthecaregiver.com. Just click on the picture of the CD. And for a donation to Standing With Hope, which is the presenting sponsor of this show, any donation, any tax-deductible gift that you want to do end of the year, I don't care what the amount is, we'll send you that CD just as our gift to you to thank you for supporting the work of Standing With Hope. We have two program areas. It's for the wounded and those who care for them. And for the wounded is the prosthetic limb part that we did. When Gracie lost her own legs, she wanted to provide a great way of sharing the gospel to her fellow amputees. So we work with the government of Ghana, and we teach and equip their people how to make prosthetic limbs for their own people. And we provide them with all kinds of uh, equipment on this and supplies. I just uh, purchased a bunch of resin to make the sockets, and then we recycle prostheses. We get used prosthetic limbs from all over the country. go to a prison in Tennessee where inmates volunteer. They volunteer to do this to disassemble them for us so that we can recycle the feet, the knees, the pylons, the screws, the adapters, the connectors, the prosthetic socks, the, the liners, the sleeves, the belt systems, the arms. All those things can be recycled. Not the socket. That we make custom over there. And uh, we're getting ready to ship over some more things. So you, if, if, if you want to share that information with amputees and funeral homes and other places that you know of that may not know that there's a service out there that will do that, they can send those devices in, stick it in a box. We'll take care of it. And um, what a great thing to hang your stockings by the chimney with care and put a leg in it. Oh, I'm just kidding. Actually, no, I've really not <laughs> done that. So standingwithhope.com, and for any donation to Standing With Hope, we'll send you Gracie's CD. How about that? All right, we're talking about our eight great Christmas presents for caregivers to give to themselves. Oh, by the way, here's something to do. Before I get to the last two, we've gone through um, one through six. Commit to seeing a doctor. Commit to doing something that brings joy to your heart. Make a list of all the people you resent and forgive them, and then burn that list. Lose the grudges, but keep the boundaries. Make a small change in your diet, you know, water for sugar drinks or fruit instead of a candy bar, salad instead of a burger, olive oil instead of butter. Send a Christmas card to yourself. Pick out a card your loved one would send if they were physically and mentally able to do so. 
okay? And then stick a $10 bill in it for you. Do something physical. Walk back to the house and back. If, if you can't get out, a lot of people say, well, I can't leave the house. I can't leave. Well, then walk around the house. Go to the next room. Physically lift your legs up. As I mentioned last time, uh, last segment, Alan Alda plays John Philip Sousa music. You know, the 76 trombones in the big parade. You know, all the big marching band music. And he marches around the house and gets his knee that Well, he has Parkinson's. And he's doing this to keep pushing against losing his balance and all those kinds of things. Physically moving around. Well, that's good advice for us as caregivers. Let's do that. Pick yourself up and move. Get those knees up. Move around. Get that heart rate up. Okay, it's going to help you. And then we got two more to go. Before I do that, I want to give you a little bit of a survival guide for yourself. There's, it's just in time before Christmas. You can still do this. My book, Hope for the Caregiver, it's available as an audio book at an Amazon Audible. You can go out and download the book and listen to it in less than three hours. I read the entire book and a few bonus features in there. And it will, I promise you, you will enjoy it and it will just kind of equip you to get through it. There's still time for you to do that before Christmas hits and, and New Year's and everything else. And January can be pretty bleak too because your deductible starts all over. And it's just, there's just a lot of drama and let down from Christmas. Let tank yourself up by doing that. And it costs less than a combo meal at, at a fast food place, the audiobook. Okay. Um, and you can get the paperback version of it as well the Kindle version of it, um, and then also um, uh, you can get Songs for the Caregiver, my CD, which you could, I would recommend having. It's a bunch of hymns, and it's interspersed with Gracie singing a few songs, and uh, I think you'll find it incredibly calming and soothing to you and inspiring for you. I, I, I specifically did this for caregivers, and some people listen to it and they sleep, and that's wonderful because I want you to be able to rest. Some people listen to it and they weep. And that's okay, too, because that can be healing as well. So these are, these are things you can stream or get digitally right now at HopeForTheCaregiver.com. Please do yourself a favor. All right, the last two, isolation. Isolation is crippling. It is crippling. It's one of the seven caregiver landmines I talk about in my book. And we can be isolated physically, which most caregivers are, we can also be isolated emotionally. It's very difficult for us to talk with people. It's very, very difficult for us to engage. And I tell a lot of pastors this, that caregivers can feel isolated in a crowded room and we can feel isolated on a crowded pew. We really can. And it's hard to do this. I, I remember one of the most lonely times for me was on Easter Sunday and it was i was in a in a church filled with 2000 people and everybody was singing wearing their easter best and there was a huge orchestra there and and it was it was it was spectacular to see my kids were with grandparents and gracie was hovering and she was so sick so sick and we lived 2 miles from the church and i was able to slip out for easter service and i sat there and i felt so lonely but i went I went. And everybody else is, is all upbeat because it's Easter Sunday, and I was, I was in agony. But I went. And I heard the gospel. And I'm asking you to go someplace. Just slip in. Go someplace. Listen to the music of the season. There are services going on all around with Christmas music and so forth. Slip in and listen. Go to a place of worship. Go to a church that's close to you. And, and engage and just be around other people. If you get a chance, go to a support group. If there's one near you for your particular issue that you're dealing with. If you're dealing with Parkinson's or Alzheimer's or whatever, there's usually support groups for family members for that at all kinds of places. It doesn't have to be perfect for you. It can even be a 12-step recovery group, you know, like Al-Anon. All of these things are designed to help people who wrestle with things they can't control. And it may not fit your particular issue, but your issue is not necessarily the, the, the problem. It's how you're responding to the issue is where the, the challenge is. 
You know, if if you have to look at it this way, if if Alzheimer's was taken away, would you be then happy, happy, happy all the time, time, time? I don't think so. I think we'd find something else to be challenged about. And Scripture says that we can be content and joyful in the midst of whatever. Now, we have to ask ourselves at some point, do we believe that or not? Is this true or not? And so by pushing back and saying, you know what, maybe I have the problem. Maybe I need to engage. Maybe I need to be around other people who are talking about this same issue. I, I have a theory, and you've heard, those of you regular listeners show know this. So just hang on for a second. But I have this theory that we as caregivers really don't need a lot of advice. Okay? We really don't. But we do need a lot of reminders. Does that resonate with you? I mean, is that kind of where your headspace is right now? Is that, you know, you don't need somebody to come in here saying, you should do this, you should do this. I don't want to hear anybody tell me what I should be doing. But I don't mind hearing what people tell me that is healthy to do. Because that's, that's helpful. That's reminding me of where the path to safety is. This is Hope for the Caregiver. This is Peter Rosenberger. This is the nation's number one show for you as a family caregiver, and I'm so glad you're with us. We're on American Family Radio. Merry Christmas. We'll be right back with our last one and a special song from Gracie. For the caregiver on American Family Radio, this is Peter Rosenberger. This is the nation's number one show for you as a family caregiver. And I tell you, I, I, why shouldn't we be? Why shouldn't believers be out there in front of this issue? We can speak hope to those who are struggling in ways that no one else can because of the hope of the gospel. And on this show, we speak fluent caregiver. So for those of you who are not a caregiver, you may be able to peripherally take a look at this and, and say, hey, oh, okay, that makes sense. But for those of you who are caregivers, you know exactly what we're talking about. And you know the strain, and you know the heartache, and you know the pain, and you know the sorrow. And you're why we do the show. And I'm glad you're here. Hopeforthecaregiver.com. It's not too late to go out and get an audio copy of my book and listen to it before Christmas, <laughs> just for yourself. It, it costs less than a combo meal. And, and I made it very, very affordable. Uh, the paperback of the book is also available, the digital version, the Kindle version, and all that kind of stuff. And then you can also, the, the CD, you can download and stream the CD, Songs for the Caregiver. Songs for the Caregiver, and it's available too, just to listen to calm you down during these times. Put it in, just stream it in your car while you're, while you're driving around. And if you've got Bluetooth in your car, you can hook it up from your device to your car speakers and just enjoy it. And, uh, and it makes the trips to the doctors and the hospitals and the grocery store and everything else a little more pleasant in the traffic. I tested it myself on Atlanta traffic during rush hour on 285. And at no point did I experience road rage. So that says something right there because it is, it is guaranteed to, to reduce road rage in Atlanta traffic. So uh, take that for what it's worth. All right, we've been going over all the things that as caregivers – we can give to ourselves this Christmas just to be able to, to, to do something for us, to affirm us. And I'll go through them real quick, and then we got a special song from Gracie. Commit to seeing a doctor. Commit to doing something that brings joy to your heart. Make a list of the people you resent and forgive them, and then burn the list. Keep the, keep the boundaries, but lose the grudges. Make a small change in your diet. You know, grab, a, grab some water instead of a, a soda. Grab some fruit instead of a candy bar. Send a Christmas card to yourself that your loved one would pick out for you if they could, okay, physically and emotionally and or emotionally. 
do something physical. Walk around, uh, get the blood going in your body, lift those knees up, put some perk in your steps, and push yourself physically to do something. You don't have to go to a gym and 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 join some kind of you know that kind of thing. You don't have to do something because you may not be able to very easily. But you can move around your house. You can pick your arms up. You can pick your legs up. You can move, and then go to church. Go to a place of worship. Slip in somewhere and just listen to the music of the season. Don't let yourself get isolated. And then the last one is call a trusted friend and tell them you're struggling. Make sure it's a trusted friend. Take a leap of faith that they will listen. Don't ask for solutions. Just an ear and a tender heart. You know, you don't need to fix this because these things aren't going to get fixed. My wife's legs aren't growing back. Her body is broken. And it's going to be broken until Christ restores that in his time. So I don't need anybody else to come along and try to fix this or have you. I don't need all that. I just need an ear sometimes. And I bet you do too. Reach out and give someone a call, a trusted friend. If you don't have anyone, you know what? You can call this show. All right? That's what I do this for. And, and, and you know, if, and that's, if that's the place you got to start, that's the place you got to start. But don't let yourself get uh, isolated alone. And you need to be able to have that companionship of people. All right? So those are just things that you can do for Christmas for yourself for this year. They're important things to do. And year-round, we can do some of these things too. But give yourself a gift. Recognize that what you're doing is extraordinary. And there's so much. I'll put this out on the podcast. Our podcast is free. And everything's out at hopeforthecaregiver.com. And if you're listening to this show for the first time, you just happen to get in the car and you're listening to it, this is a show for caregivers. And you may not be a caregiver, but you're a regular listener to this station and you have a heart towards ministry. This is how you help a caregiver. You you point them to safety. That's what it looks like. And that's why I do the show. Through my books, my, my, my CDs and music we have, everything else is designed for caregivers. I understand the stress in ways that few do. And I've had ample time to make every kind of mistake you can make as a caregiver. Okay? I have forgotten more mistakes than most of you guys are going to make. And uh, I used to be called the crash test dummy of caregivers, but a friend of mine said, you ought to change that to the wily coyote of caregivers. And so for so often, I'm looking for an, an acme anvil to fall on my head. And I tell Gracie she paints a picture of a tunnel on a wall to see if I'll just run through it. Now, some of y'all are not going to know what I'm talking about, but that's funny. I don't care who you are. That's just funny. Listen, Christmas is hard enough, you know, with all the just the craziness and the traffic and the bustle around and everything else and the scheduling. But when you're taking care of someone who is impaired, it can be brutal. So I, I, I designed this show and all the things that I offer to help make this a little easier. And I want to end with something for you that's very special to me. Some uh, A while back, Gracie and I got in the studio and we recorded this song and it's just it's silent night but I love to hear her sing it brings such joy to my heart and I love her voice and that's uh, I've listened to this voice for a lifetime and sometimes the two of us when when things were so bad we couldn't hardly function but music was able to you know speak when we didn't have any words and I wanted just to end with something that I thought would be comforting to you all and and help soothe those places in your heart where you feel a bit lonely and and struggling at Christmas. And I know that you do. And there's not sometimes a lot of presents under the tree. And this is just a gift from Gracie and me to you. And I'll, it'll be out on the podcast as well. So if you enjoy it, you can go out and just listen to it over and over and over. Just go out to the podcast. It's free. And you can just listen to it over and over in the, the wee moments of the night or whatever. Play it on Christmas Eve if you want, whatever works for you. But I just wanted you to have something to help stir the place in your heart from two people who have faced a lot of bleak Christmases together. Gracie was hurt right before Thanksgiving back in 83, and she was in the hospital for a long time. And then she's had 80 surgeries that I can count since that terrible day and a bunch of other procedures. Both legs gone, 
and 12 different hospitals, 100 doctors. And we spent a lot of holidays, every major holiday, in, in, uh, in, in hospitals. Christmas doesn't mean you have to have the perfect tree, the perfect environment. Christmas means that our Savior was born. It's going to make all this okay. And he's going to get glory from this in ways that you and I just cannot expect. And we can trust him. Don't put that pressure on yourself to make it a perfect Christmas. He already did. Okay? He already did. And that's the point of it. And there may be tears for you during this Christmas. I get that. Been there. Still there sometimes. But they're not tears of despair. As long as you have your trust in Christ. They're tears of hope and joy. Knowing that he who began a good work in you is faithful to complete it. This is Hope for the Caregiver. I'm Peter Rosenberger. Merry Christmas from Gracie and me. You've heard me talk about Standing with Hope over the years. This is the prosthetic limb ministry that Gracie envisioned after losing both of her legs. Part of that outreach is our prosthetic limb recycling program. Did you know that prosthetic limbs can be recycled? No kidding. There is a correctional facility in Arizona that helps us recycle prosthetic limbs. And this facility is run by a group out of Nashville called Core Civic. And we met them over 11 years ago. And they stepped in to help us with this recycling program 
of taking prostheses and you disassemble them. You take the knee, the foot, the pylon, the tube clamps, the adapters, the screws, the liners, the prosthetic socks, all these things we can reuse and inmates help us do it. Before CoreCivic came along, I was sitting on the floor at our house or out in the garage and when we lived in Nashville and I had tools everywhere, limbs everywhere and feet, boxes of them and so forth. And I was doing all this myself and I'd make the kids help me. And it got to be too much for me. And so I was very grateful that CoreCivic stepped up and said, look, we are always looking for faith-based programs that are interesting and that give inmates a sense of satisfaction. And we'd love to be a part of this. And that's what they're doing. And you can see more about that at standingwithhope.com slash recycle. So please help us get the word out that we do recycle prosthetic limbs. We do arms as well, but the majority of amputations are, are lower limb. And that's where the focus of Standing With Hope is. And that's where Gracie's life is with her lower limb prostheses. And she's used some of her own limbs in this outreach uh, that she's recycled. I mean, she's been an amputee for over 30 years. So you go through a lot of legs and parts and other types of materials, and you can reuse prosthetic socks and liners if they're in good shape. All of this helps give the gift that keeps on walking, and it goes to this prison in Arizona where uh, it's such an extraordinary ministry. Think about that. Inmates volunteering for this. They want to do it, and they've had uh, amazing times with it, and I've had very moving conversation with the inmates that work in this program. And you can see, again, all of that at standingwithhope.com slash recycle. They're putting together a big shipment right now for us to ship over. We do this pretty regularly throughout the year as inventory rises, and they need it badly in Ghana. So please uh, go out to standingwithhope.com slash recycle and get the word out and help us do more. If you want to offset some of the shipping, you can always go to the giving page and be a part of what we're doing there. We're purchasing material in Ghana that they have to use that can't be recycled. We're shipping over stuff that can be, and we're doing all of this to lift others up and to point them to Christ. And that's the whole purpose of everything that we do. And that is why Gracie and I continue to be standing with hope. Standingwithhope.com Take my hand